Infertility is the inability to conceive a child after at least one year of trying. Turns out about 10% of US couples experience infertility and of those, about half will eventually conceive while the other half remain permanently infertile. That's actually a really high number. Like one in 10 couples struggle with this issue and one in 20 permanently face it. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a comforting episode for you this week, not because we have the solution to infertility, but because we can show you how to positively handle this very difficult and sensitive issue. This is episode number 201, and today we're going to be talking about infertility and its impact on marriage. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed how working from home impacts marriage. That's worth going back and checking out if you're in that situation. Also, make sure you do hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. Because we now have 200 shows back there. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice, and most of all, we offer hope. So let's get into the topic of infertility. Yeah, so I thought we should begin, Verlinda, by normalizing some of the strain that infertility puts on marriage. Okay. Uh, One is just around the area of meaning. Many couples see having children as a natural part of marriage. And when you're unexpectedly unexpectedly unable to do so, that can affect your sense of meaning and purpose in life. Mm, Like you've always thought you're going to get married and be a mom or... Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. And expectations is another major issue. Much of society sees children as having the norm for couples. So being unable to may lead to disapproval from family and friends. What was funny there? It sees children as having the norm. Sees having children. As the norm. As the norm. Okay. Yes. Well, you want to finish that sentence because I didn't listen to anything else you said. Okay. Let's start over. Okay. Similarly, much of society sees having children as the norm. Isn't that what I said? No, you said as sees children as having the norm. Oh, not many children have the norm. <laughs> not our children. <laughs> uh, so when that can't happen, there may actually be disapproval from family and friends. And high levels of pressure to conceive. 83% of couples feel some form of pressure to conceive, most commonly from their spouse or parents or from friends or other family members. I think I just lit my wife up. So why don't you cut loose on those friends and family members? No, what I'm saying is like, do you you think family and friends would actually put this pressure on? Or do you think like you look around and everybody else is having kids and so you feel like... We thought we'd have some grandbabies by now. Okay, well, parents, I guess are a little bit different. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't you think it's time you guys had some kids that could come from... Right. When are you guys having kids? Yep. Okay. But they might not be saying that as disapproval or pressure. It might just be conversation. Yeah. It's communicating expectations. I'm not saying every person who says that is is communicating disapproval, but there are some people that do communicate disapproval. Okay. You guys need to get at it. Like, take life seriously. Settle down. Have some kids. Yeah. Okay. Now, 
And maybe meanwhile, that couple's engaged in all their kind of fun activities because it's how they're coping with their infertility. Mm -hmm. So let this just kind of be a warning to the rest of us before we start making those smart comments at church or family gatherings. Like just think about other possibilities as Mm -hmm. to why there aren't any kids showing up on the scene. Hmm. Yes. Blame and guilt. So the spouse who's experiencing the infertility problems may feel high levels of guilt and shame at the distress that they're causing their spouse. Oh, And then there can be physical challenges. Taking treatment for infertility can be physically demanding. It can lead to sexual performance problems, which we'll talk about briefly in a moment. And then there's... Okay, hang on. Taking treatment can lead to sexual performance problems or just the infertility itself? Well, the treatment can be physically demanding, but because you're now sort of in this mechanical process... You know, by implication, there can be sexual performance problems Okay, because it's feeling, maybe it's feeling mechanical, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, there can also be financial strain depending on the medical situation of your country. Seeking help from doctors can take a lot of time and can cost a lot of money. Right. So these are real issues. But as far as your marriage goes, it really comes down to how you deal with these challenges that determines whether or not infertility will impact the quality of your marriage and the quality of your life overall. The research does show that infertility can negatively impact marriage, but it can also bring unexpected positives. Hmm. 25% of women and 21% of men reported that their marriage had become stronger and that they had been drawn closer together as a result of the infertility. And over half of couples in this situation can identify at least some benefits to their marriage as a result. You know what? I remember meeting a girl and talking to her about it, and I can't remember how long they'd been married, quite a while, with no kids. And her sister, I guess, said to me, like, they are the closest couple I have ever seen. Like, they have the best relationship I have ever seen. And I think it's because they don't have anybody else and they've poured into each other. Hmm. So there's a huge positive that could come out of this. Yes. And that gets me excited about marriage because, you know, here's pretty much a major life blow if this was a major expectation for you and it's not happening. Yeah. But it's in the context of a loving marriage that it's reframed it reframed into some positives. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to talk today about how to be sure that it turns out to be a positive in your marriage despite the grief and loss associated with it. So we're not denying that these other parts are a reality. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's talk about a couple of the negative consequences first, just so we're aware of potential pitfalls. So primarily, we need to pay attention to the impact on marital or sexual satisfaction. Infertility often has a negative impact on marital quality. So that does happen. This effect is strongest for women, but it can also impact men. Stress caused by infertility can increase marital conflict and reduce self-esteem and reduce overall happiness and quality of life. This Hmm. is from a study from 1991. I'd be very curious as to if this is like long-term or short-term or... Right. I don't have that before me. This was kind of looking at the snapshot of where these people were in their journey. Okay. Why is this negative effect stronger for women? Well, another study found that for men, the stress of infertility was no different to other forms of marital stress and conflict. But for women, infertility created a different kind of stress that was more rooted in the woman's sense of identity Mm -hmm. and self-efficacy. Often women have a stronger desire to have children than their husbands and they hold motherhood or their potential for motherhood as a strong part of their identity. Mm -hmm. So for men, infertility can be a stress that creates conflict and other burdens, but it often does touch women at this deeper level. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah. Do you you agree? I think so. I mean, I don't know the man part of it. You would have to speak to that, but... And I've never been a woman, so... Researchers also note that stress and marital discord become more likely the longer the infertility problems go on. Oh, okay. So that's long term. If you guys have been at this for a while, Hmm. it can build up. 
and that's normal enough. Hmm. Once again, though, we've created a bonus discussion guide to help with this for our supporters that we appreciate very much who are facing infertility. This guide will help you begin to talk through this challenge that you're facing. Sometimes it can be hard to get that discussion going because it's so sensitive. But having a discussion guide like ours in hand gives you some direction for starting that conversation and continuing it as you navigate through the challenges of this issue. And you can get this by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. We'll just take a break here to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive, and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about how marital satisfaction is impacted. As you might anticipate it, it can also have an impact on your sex life. Why is that? Well, now the research is a little mixed on whether it impacts sex and sexual satisfaction in married couples. Uh, Some couples find that has, or some studies find it has negative effects, some no effect, or some even positive effects. Okay. Because... This really just depends how it goes, right? If you think about it, it could mean like, yay, an excuse for more sex. Or it could mean like, mm. I need you to get an erection and give me your sperm so that we can make a baby, which is very right. unsexy. Okay. Please say that in your sultry voice. <laughs> so depending on the cause of infertility, some men can experience reduced sex drive or sexual performance issues. This can then negatively affect sex for both husband and wife as the man feels pressure to perform rather than being able to just enjoy sex, like being with his wife. Some couples end up having sex that's very mechanical and focused entirely on trying to conceive and could be lacking in real enjoyment or intimacy. Hmm. So you you see what I mean? It's not Mm -hmm. sexy sex anymore. It's just trying to get a job done. And that's a tricky place to be in because you do get recommendations about certain positions and tilting hips and lying there for a while afterwards. And those, those are pretty mechanical issues. Yeah. And so naturally it's going to be a challenge to keep your heart in it along with those mechanical components. Mm -hmm. Or eat. I think even more so your brain in it. Yeah. Because you're thinking about conceiving, not about your spouse. Right. At that point. Yeah. Other studies, though, found no effect of infertility on sexual satisfaction. Others reported that increases in sexual frequency doing to try to conceive could actually increase the satisfaction, which is Hmm. what we guessed at earlier. Okay. And we do have these studies cited in our our show notes for this episode if you want to dig into this further. But overall, this suggests that while there may be some practical issues caused by infertility, probably the most important factor is your attitude towards sex and how you approach it. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it seems like we go back to this on so many issues that we talk about. It's your attitude. Is that it's your attitude. It's how you talk about it. It's what you make of it. As a couple. As a couple. Some people, it could be, you know, tragic and other people, they can turn it around and make it a positive thing. Right. True. But when you're in it, it's hard yeah. to, uh, to 
take that step back. So let's talk more about how to turn infidelity into a positive for your marriage. Okie dokie. And again, we're not denying the grief and loss, mm-hmm. right? So we're not the Pollyanna people in our show. We always try to talk about the realities of what folks are facing, but we want to try to help you as well. So think about how you approach the subject of infidelity, because the way couples talk to each other infidelity. about the, Oh my goodness. That is so the wrong word. Infertility. <laughs> yes, that's the wrong word. Wow. There was, oh, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> so let's try that again, Verlinda. Mm-hmm. Think about how you approach the subject of infertility. Mm-hmm. The way couples talk to each other about the issue does have a big impact on their marital intimacy and satisfaction. Now, on average, again, remember, women have a desire to have a baby more strongly than their husbands and are more actively involved in trying to overcome infertility. Generally speaking, okay. the more a husband desires to have a baby is involved in trying to solve the infertility issue and is willing to talk about trying to have a baby, the more supported his wife feels. Okay. So if you're, as a husband, if you're willing to talk and act in this way, uh, your wife is more likely to report feeling that intimacy has increased as a result of the infertility problems. Mm. This makes sense. We're talking about the issues that we're facing. At a heart right. level. And supporting each other. Supporting and each other. On the same page. Acknowledging the impact. Hmm. Okay. Now, in behind this, you're likely to be challenged with some shame. Maybe the I can't perform for men or I can't provide mm-hmm. for women. It's okay to acknowledge that shame. It's a delicate one to, to handle because there's some truth about the inability to provide something that you want to provide if, the, okay. if it does come down to that kind of an issue. But then there's the need to remember that while having a having children is a huge thing for many and for you guys, we're actually defined as persons by far more than just our reproductive capability. This is right. not all of who you are. There's self-worth more... is not based on your reproduction. <sighs> is that what you mean? Yeah. Easier said than believed though, right? Yeah. But there are more parts to us than just our reproductive capability. And so we may need to reaffirm or remind ourselves or our spouse of those other parts that are so much appreciated. Mm. Just to say, hey, I know this is big, but it's not all of who you are. Right. Right. You're still a beautiful person. You have these traits, qualities. You bring all these other things to our marriage, to our lives. Right. Mm -hmm. Talking about infertility, obviously, is going to be a major help in this as well. You know, this was highlighted in the story you mentioned. It creates an issue in the couple's lives, which forces them to talk about important issues like their stress levels, their emotional state, their long-term desires for life and marriage. Mm -hmm. And so it can increase intimacy by increasing your ability to talk about important issues because you have to. Right. And becoming more comfortable with the emotional disclosure because you're having to do that. Uh, And that's a tangible benefit and one way that this challenge can have some redemptive positives linked with it. Hmm. I think this would be really hard to hear. Like, you don't want a because you want it. both. You just want a baby. No, you want both. Yeah. Like you know what? Like we can have these conversations and have this disclosure and talk about all these important issues with a baby. Like I think it'd be hard to think of the either or. It is. Yeah. And yet, the hardest part of suffering is is for it to be meaningless. So if if you can say, well, it's helped us in these other ways. If you, can, you when can couples, find some meaning. yeah can begin to acknowledge that then how would i put that like i'm just i'm just thinking of victor frankl and the meaning of life like when there was 
So if I remember his story correctly, he was the guy who went through the Nazi concentration camps. And mm-hmm. basically his note, his difference between the, the people that, um, that made it through that experience with, uh, I forget how he phrased it, but the ones that survived well versus the ones that did not survive, survive or did not survive mm-hmm. well was often come down to their ability to make meaning, to find purpose. So that's what we're trying to just help hmm. folks with here. Okay. Now, because talking about it matters, we got to talk about communication styles for a moment. So different communication styles have come out in the research around infertility issues, linking either to high or to low marital satisfaction. So the styles linked to low satisfaction included secrecy, which is keeping the infertility a secret from other people. If you don't have anybody in your support network to talk to this about, mm. talk to about this. Mm-hmm. Avoidant, throwing yourself into work or other pursuits to avoid facing the issue or being passive, hoping the issue will get better on its own, not engaging with any treatment or not talking to your spouse about it. Okay. So, so those that's were linked, linked to, to lower low satisfaction. Okay. On the other hand, styles associated with increasing marital satisfaction in the middle of this challenge were one, active confronting, which is talking about the issue, the treatment process, how it makes you feel, engaging with others, talking and asking for help from people outside your marriage. Okay. Two, emotional support. Similar to in any any married couple or situation, levels of emotional support provided by your spouse were linked to higher satisfaction or higher levels of support. And three, as I was just trying to say, meaning-based coping, trying to see positives in the situation and talking about finding meaning in other goals in life Mm, or even making meaning of this situation. Those are styles of communication that are associated with increased marital satisfaction in the middle of this issue. Okay. So we've been pretty real with you today because we fell into that infertility definition ourselves for a while too. Mm-hmm. It took us a while to make our first baby and we're so thankful for three girls right now. So I guess we're in that 50% that eventually conceived, but it was a yeah. long enough uh, road uh, and long enough in coming that a lot of what we talked about today on the challenging side was pretty real for us at a point in our lives too. Yeah. And so while not everyone will have the change in outcomes that we did, we hope that you'll find some strength and encouragement in your marriage as you put in place some of the tools that we've shared with you today. Yeah. Okay. I don't have any reviews this week and uh, no new patrons to mention at the moment, but we should shout out just to thank you again to all of our patrons for your ongoing support for our show, which is uh, so much appreciated. Yes. Next week. Uh, We're going to talk to premarital couples on the topic, I'm a virgin and my fiance is not. Okay. Or even if you're recently married and that was your situation coming into marriage. Sounds interesting. It should be an interesting episode. Okay. Well, that is all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 201. Find out how you can help marriages, go to oyf.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.